Welcome to The Road Show. We're your hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jake Green. And in this podcast, we're going to go into everything related to sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a little bit about rowing. South Africa. It brings people together, it breaks down barriers. My passion winning to be the best. Being the best is something we strive for. Crucial role is high fit. Compassion. Great passion, fiction, gold, ultimate gold. Glory, relentless training, pain. Pain. <laughs> we also have because uh, we have like our Patreon subscribers. So our top uh, our top subscribers can join in the call. So, yeah, so we have a few. We months. have the call open for them. And we'll see if uh, I'm sure some some of them are on now, and then I'm sure some of them will, will come Join and go as, go as they go. But um, and then we have some questions from our, our group as well for you. Yeah, that's super cool, Martin. I thought a uh, good good point to to touch off there. I mean, we've we just mentioned it earlier. We, we're talking about a little bit about the the boat races. So I mean, tell me now. It's it, it must be quite exciting, especially considering that it's you know the year after the games doesn't seem like there've been too many Olympians that have been recruited but a big a big one is obviously seeing um Grace in the in the Cambridge boats and then I saw um we the the Swiss color Barnaby de Lars is in the Oxford men's boat so I mean it's, it's, yeah. it's quite exciting so just from your from your point of view like what's the build up been like um over there for the the boat race coming up well it, it it's all coming to our to a peak now i mean cambridge uh raced against leander already and beat them cambridge have got that they've got a kiwi in there i think is it james hunter the lad from the four in uh in rio yeah the lightweight four uh they've got two guys from uh, they've got simon shurich from the swiss four mm. you know the, the guy the four that won yeah they've got um they got tom george uh, and oh Hollywood yes, I, from the British. Aid. I did see that. That that's those some huge names in in the boat. Jeez, um, and lightweights, yeah, because yeah, they don't usually go for for too many lightweights. They usually have yeah. one or two in the back, and then they it's all about weight in the in the boat race. Well, they had Surich at six in the trilates, so I don't know quite how it's going to go. Um, Ollie Wing Griffith changed sides. So he he went to school with Tom George and they've been best mates ever since school. And um, they've now, uh, Ollie changed sides. So Tom's on stroke side, Ollie's on bow side. And they recently just did a pair and won the GB 5K pairs trial. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So they're loving it really. I, and I, you know, I... I I wonder if how fast that pair is going to be, if you know whether they might, if they win pairs trials. Yeah, and especially if they're doing a bit of of sneaky training together now for for Oxford Cambridge. So yeah, they, yeah, but that'll be really yeah. Cool. The Oxford boat is just stacked with Olympians. You know, I mean, it's 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 got Barnaby Delars and Roman Ruizli. So both of them from that Swiss double are are in in that eight but they've got uh charlie elwes from the british eight they've got liam corrigan who stroked the american eight it's such a stacked lineup the oxford men yeah so is that where you're putting the money this this, this year? year's oxford uh, managed to take it over the cambridge the cambridge boys well cambridge do look pretty good i, I think cambridge <laughs> uh, it's going to be it, it's going to be one of those great rows um i i think you know it looks like Cambridge have just uh, run really well together. 
Lost Sunday out against Leander. Looked really smooth. Looked really good. Uh, that's the advantage they've got. Probably Oxford's with all the talent they've got, are the big favourites. Uh, yeah, but it's going to be a very, it's going to be a very close race. Definitely going to be and a of very course, close race. You know the the boat race is you know returning back to the Thames, so I'm sure that's that's a huge a huge thing that everyone's looking for. Because I found uh, I can't remember what the the river or canal was uh, the last time they did it, but I just found like Cambridge races. Uh, is that where they train? Because I just feel like it's it, the whole the boat race. Um, the whole boat race uh, culture and the you know the, the the one of the unique things about the race is the fact that it's done on a river and it's got those corners and stuff. So when I when, I, when they took it down to basically a, a head on head, uh, you know, five k absolute banger. It's like you know it was a I mean it was still awesome to see, especially in the in the pandemic. But I mean it, it's not it's not the same, and it's going to be really cool to see it back on the Thames with the corners, the weather. Um, you know, the it's so different racing on a river, and I'm, sh- I'm sure like the Thames, the, the, the chop must be you know, it's unbelievable. I mean, I remember watching some years, I think the last time the women's race raced in the Thames, <laughs> a lot of water going to the women's, but I've never seen so much water going into rain. I know, so I know, it's going to be awesome to see. Well, people can tune in and watch the fixtures. Um, I think there's, there's four fixtures this Sunday, and they won't all be filmed, but you know, probably two of them will have footage right the way through um, and we're doing commentary on them so you it'll be more of a buzz I think this year leading up to the boat race than it's than it's been before and where if you want to watch that where you where do we need to where do we need to go to watch that it's it's on Luden I think it's on Luden's YouTube channel all right okay. awesome okay. I'll post a link on Twitter okay awesome yeah we'll also I will also broadcast that to make sure everyone tunes in and tell me Martin, what do you think about you know Grace rowing in that that Cambridge aid? It must be uh, that must be some serious ammo to to have um, someone that's you know won uh, two Olympic medals the year before and then Rock come and and <laughs> I think I know, would be jealous if I was in the guys' crew. I would be like, I would, yeah, I would be jealous. I would be jealous. I mean, I, there is a South African in the in the Cambridge eight page Bonhorst and. I'm, I'm, it must be, I'm just thinking about the opportunity to row a song like um, Grace. It must be such an amazing um, opportunity just to like row and just learn from someone, you know, so good and so experienced like Grace. Yeah, it is. I did a chat with her. I went up to Cambridge to do an interview with her for um, the Luden conference, the rowers conference. And she was just, she was so nice. I mean, Completely. Yeah, we've no airs, no twice. It's so yeah. awesome. And um, she's holding down the seven seat by the looks of things. Mm. So it's, it's quite <laughs> interesting. I can't right? see her not making the aid, if I'm being honest. If I'm being honest, uh, I don't see. I don't see know, her being anywhere other than seven, though. Yeah, I imagine you're like, I really want to make the eight this year. And then you see Grace Rock up, and we're like, okay, well, I've only got three options now because <laughs> the, to up, the chances of, of me making it over Grace are like zero. Yeah, they've got yeah. Ruby Chu in there from um, was she also from, from New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, yeah, um, and Imogen Grant from the British lightweight double. She's rowing in the Cambridge squad. Mm. I mean, they've they've got they've got a really strong group. But I, you know, I think the Cambridge coach Paddy to have um, Grace Prendergast in his squad. You know, with all her knowledge, mm. not just from the pair, but obviously from the Kiwi A, is, is yeah. sensational. Yeah, I think that's where the like 
the benefit of bringing in the international athletes come because then, I mean, whoever else is in that boat is learning, I mean, just to row and train and see the work ethic and the kind of the way that Grace is looking at the rowing stroke, bringing that into the crew. I mean, those, the rest of the team is going to benefit hugely from uh, that kind of knowledge and experience. Uh, I think it's awesome. That's one of the best parts about the boat race that it always attracts these really good athletes from all over the place. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I'd have thought Cambridge would would be the women would be marginally favourites, uh, but the Oxford women had a great sort of match race um, up against was it Oxford Brooks or Leander? I can't remember uh, Leander, yeah. and um, they had to row through them. They you know Leander uh, went off quickly, and it was quite impressive how Cambridge rode through uh, Oxford rode through them. So that's shaping so which, up. Which I think, blue are you? Um, I'm I'm not really. I'm kind of a bit like this about the no, 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 you're not, you're not, you're not in the commentary box at the moment. You can you can choose a you can choose a side. If you if you had to choose a, a, a university to race for, which one would you want to race for? Um, I think in terms of the setup they've got and how they approach the rowing stroke, I think I'd go for Cambridge. Yeah, I did coach. That's a very diplomatic row. answer. Yeah, it is. Okay, so, you know, I've got – I I did a sort of uh, reality TV show uh, a while back, and it was Oxford celebs and Cambridge celebs, and I was very, very, very invested in the Oxford crew. I coached it, um, and we won that that contest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's so cool. But, I mean, the Cambridge Cambridge system does look like these last couple of years it's – they've been onto something special and it definitely got, seems like they've got something phenomenal going on there. And it is, it's quite interesting. I mean, this is a, another cool thing about the, the boat race is just the history. It's, it's, it's so cool to have a competition, a rowing competition that is so well um, established and has got results and these, these narratives and these like, you know, there's, there's always, you know, there's always a couple of years where one crew might be stronger and then you have those notable races that you, you know, you always go back to. And it's just cool to have this, um, this for rowing. And yeah, I can't wait to see what happens this year because I think it's, it's going to be like I mentioned earlier, it's going to be something special. You know, the, I think the, the pandemic has, you know, we've, we've kind of got, well, to a certain extent, I feel like we've kind of got more of a grasp around us and people have begun to, work around it to a certain extent. So it's going to be awesome to see the, the boat trace return to the Thames again. And like I mentioned earlier, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a good year and I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm stoked to watch it. So moving on to, you know, the broader scene and international scene and this, this podcast, um, I'm excited because we, we really want to chat about the year ahead. And obviously last year was such a massive year, the Olympic games, possibly the best racing for, at any Olympic uh, rowing regatta. And, you know, this year it's, it's interesting, you know, it's the, it's the year after the Olympics this, this time around only three years between um, the, the, the two Olympics. So tightens things up a little bit and straight off the bat, I just want to chat to you. What are your thoughts on the Sinkovichs moving back into the men's double from the men's pair? And how do you think they're going to shake that, uh, that event up? Because the men's double 
is a ridiculously competitive and, and fast event. I, I think it was sensational news. Um, the fact that they were going I mean, they're, they're, they're still relatively young in terms of, you know, Olaf Tufta terms, I guess. Um, yeah. So uh, maybe I shouldn't have been surprised. I was a little surprised that they, you know, they were going to go for that. Once once they had done that double achievement, I kind of thought, you know, that might be it. Like, you know, the, there's family at home and, and stuff like that. So when they said they were going back in the double, I thought that is amazing. Mm. So first of all, every every athlete is young in Olaf Tumter's. <laughs> if you compare them <laughs> to Olaf Tumter, every athlete still has many years of of training still. Mm. And uh, the question I want to pose to them is why they didn't go into the single to bat it out to see who was the ultimate Singovic yeah. for uh, just for if they really were going to carry on. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, they have raced each other quite a lot in singles, haven't they? Um, yeah, but I think, I think, uh, I think Valent wins or Martin. It would be either one of those two, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying to, no, I'm trying to think back. I thought it was Valent. And then as I said it, I was like, no, maybe it's Martin. No, I think, it's, I I think no it's Martin. Yeah. I, think I think it's, it's Martin, Martin that might. Yeah. Mm. But um, – I think Dam- Damir Martin's carrying on as well. Oh, interesting. I know he's been, well, I've been having little conversations with him, but, you know, he, he was off to a training camp, which to me signaled that he's going to carry on. Yeah. But um, hmm. in terms of the Sinkoviches yeah. and the double, you know, it's, it, it's going to be a funny year, isn't it? Because you don't know when people come back to training after mm. the olympics you know and how 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 much time they've had off and uh you know what 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 that's going to mean for their speed but you assume the french double are going to be carrying on to um to paris that that's something that's going to be great to see the french against the croatians yeah and the french that could have easily beaten the the Sinkovic's world best time. Like they, they, it was they, possible for them. I, I think they were going game. to. I think they were going to, but they caught that crab right at the end of the race, which kind of uh, butchered it a bit. But I think if they didn't catch that crab, they would have broken the world record. I don't know what you think about that, Martin. What, the, in, in, in the French double? Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, the Sinkovic's also have the world record. So I think for them, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be like... Uh, I think we want it to be really close and hectic, but I think the Sinkovich will come, they will come back in and, and I think they'll take it. I think they will be like, they'll scare a lot of other people from like kind of trying to join their fights. And then I think it'll be like them with the French for a bit and then they will, they'll find their groove again. And then, as you say, they might've taken a lot of time off. So I always feel like the beginning of Olympic cycle is always a little bit, a lot of the younger or up and coming crews, do well in the beginning of the cycle and then as the the cycle goes on those older like more established athletes often come through i mean if you look at women's single when you had um you know janine gamelin and stuff winning early and on and then as soon as the old dogs started uh, coming back in mm. then like then it really changed quickly with emma twig and stuff going going back in yeah i think it, it will do uh, the other thing is that they've got um the sculling coach is now Ilko Meerhorst is now running the whole of the Dutch rowing setup, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And you know, and I think he was uh, he was responsible for, um, among others, you know, the double that was so close to. Um, it's so close! It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was like point two of a second. So, uh, you know, if 
and I think Steph Broining's young enough to to carry on. I think Melvin Twellar is too. The, the the two Dutch in the double. So I think out of that final, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you know the Chinese master Zhang Liang will carry on. You know, he was so disappointed mm. with the bronze medal. Yeah, but he's 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 over thirty uh, and he's been rowing for a long time. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and I I really hope they they come back and. I really enjoy the men's double because I just find it's been one one of those events where it, it's it just hasn't been a crew. Yes, the French won it in in um, in Tokyo, but I suppose of the whole cycle, I mean, the French were world champions twenty eighteen as well. So there hasn't really been a real dominant crew like when the Sinkovichs raced in the double last time. If you you know if you cast your your mind's eye to that final in in Rio, it was you know the you know the Sinkovichs had. Were, had a fairly dominant race in that final to take that gold medal. Um, and this cycle, the men's double has been very different. It's been so close and it's been exceptionally fast. I mean, we've just looked every every time we have, um, you know, our, our Regatta Madness episodes when we review the racing at World Cups and World Champs, the statistics on these um, events, the men's double has been consistently one of the fastest events on the, on the mm. uh, circuit. I think... It's going to stay super competitive, and I think the Sinkoviches they might win, but I I don't think it's it's going to be certain. I think it's going to be no, a mind, super I mean. challenge to to yeah. to get back up top, and it's going to be interesting to see if you know the French can continue their form because they also struggled, you know, in 2019, the year following their 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 win at the World Champ. So it's going to be very interesting to see what comes out of that event. Um, I I think you you're absolutely year. right. I mean they've got. They've got a fantastic coach, the, the guy who coached Azu and... Um, uh, the younger guy, Pierre Pierre, Huan. Pierre Huan. Pierre Huan, yeah. Huan. Yeah, so they've got him uh, to to coach them. And he's, I think he is a fantastic coach. So um, right. I think you're right about the French being, you know, the, the form that they have showed maybe in 2019, a little erratic. This season they did... They did you know, come out with all guns firing and you thought the French are back. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dutch might be there, pick up a gold medal in that event. And Martin, also like we've been speaking about these crews, but I mean, the, if you cost, if you look at the, the periphery crews just on the on that cusp of, you know, the men's double podium and glory, you have the, the Irish double that unfortunately had a shocker of the Olympics and I feel terrible for them. That had such a good race in Lucerne just before the games, and then I'm not quite sure what happened. You have the Irish double, you have the Swiss double. We've spoken about Barnaby and Roman, who have been consistently in those A finals, but just always just behind the front crews. And I, then you have I the Polish think, double. I think that Barnaby and Roman might do sweep. Okay, change it up. Well, I I did talk to to Barnaby, and um, the thing is, they're on the same side. So, um, and and with Ian Wright there, and he's obviously, you know, quite skilled at coaching fours. So, I'm not sure they'll be in the double this year. Okay, I must say that that's one of the things I'm looking forward to the most is just seeing where everyone ends up this year, like all the changes. Because I mean, and we'll I think we'll touch on it later, but all the coaching changes we've seen now. And that's all kind of quietened down again. Everyone's getting stuck into their training at home. And now we're going to go into the racing. We're going to see all the crew changes, all the new uh, young bucks coming up and, and uh. showing themselves in these first World Cups. And then we're going to see 
which of the old uh, old horses are still around and who's going to um, be in which events and, and which crews I can't wait. And I think on that, for me, my the, the race that I can't wait to watch is a men's skull because mm. I feel like yeah. There yeah. Are, there's so many heartbreaks from <laughs> Tokyo and there's so much... I mean, like, it was a surprise result, of course for it sure. Was, yeah. And now everyone is going to be back. Everyone is going to be hungry. Everyone's going to want to, like, redeem it and show that this was an unusual race or whatever. So I think that the field is going to be brutal. It's going to be outrageous when we get back to the, the men's single. Yeah. And, and um, you know, that course that the World Championships are on is can be quite a fast course. You know, I think there's there's been there's been a couple of records that have gone there. Um, I don't know if the prevailing winds are tail, but it is a potentially fast course, which of course would play into Untuskos. Yes, yeah, it would play into his hand. <laughs> it would yeah. be the best. It would be the best if he won again. Yeah, Straight out the box, just doubling. Because out. I think that's for me. That's everyone's going to be looking at Stefanos and see if he can back it up. Um, and if he can actually hold his own against uh, everyone else this year, because I think, uh, especially if I if I if I try and put myself in a lot of the scholars' shoes, I would they must be just cannot wait to get back in the ring with Stefanos and actually like okay, we, you got me in at Tokyo it was impressive, but let's see now let's let's see what you got this year because I can just you know you have so like Lawrence said I mean you know you have Chetel you have Sferi Nielsen who I think must be pissed with coming um, fourth in, in Tokyo. It was such a, a tough result. You have Oli there, if Damia is continuing. So, I mean, the, the, the sculling field is is ridiculous at the moment. So, it's going to be, I cannot wait to see what happens there. It's interesting because, you know, if you ask some people, like, who would you like to scull like, they would pick Sferi Nielsen because mm. his technique is is just perfect. I also yeah. like the way uh, Chittle rose, though. I also really like the way he rose. Just like that straight back, I feel like he's... It's really locked up on the in the drive. Like I, when I, if I watch him, like that's what I trying to. I'm always trying to implement implement because I know that I'm terrible opening up at the catch and you know taking it taking it on too early. Yeah, and I I was talking to him and he's he's interesting because he had like three or four months completely off doing nothing, and he said, "Well, I was talking to him. He said, well, I haven't announced what I'm.'" doing yet but um i think i've seen on instagram that he's he's back training and and the norwegians have got a new coach haven't they they've got um the guy that coached the dutch eight mark emka mm, i think so and because our uh, one of our coaches marco galeoni went to sweden, sweden and i know that they're doing a lot together and with the old norwegian coach um uh, lars johan floating yes johan He's involved there as well. They're like trying to, I think they're trying to like build a bigger team between like um, Sweden and Norway and the Den- Denmark. Oh, Denmark. I think they're trying to like build a, a kind of team together there that can all help each other and collaborate together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which sounds good. I mean, that sounds really good. It's It sounds really cool, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and Marco, I chatted to Marco and he said that they have, such strong athletes. He said he couldn't believe the the Ugo times and stuff that they were pulling up there when he when he went up there. And then so I said, well, that's a great thing because it's easy to have strong athletes. It's easy for a coach. A coach wants strong athletes, and then they can teach them how to row. Mm. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Challenging if the coach doesn't have the the strong athlete. Yeah, 
It'll be interesting with Norway to see how that quad will get on without Olaf sort of in it. If it if it works, he will have he will have passed on all his sort of uh, expertise and you know training motivation. I'm sure he'll stay close to that setup. And I'm, I'm sure, sure he, I'm sure they will do well because I mean they must have learned so much. I mean I remember when I rode I rode 2011 with Ramon De Clementi, who had won uh, the bronze medal for South Africa in 2004. Yeah. Sorry, and we didn't have the like we didn't have a great results year, but I learned like crazy amount that year so i definitely feel like that's a foundation year for me so i can imagine that rowing with Olaf was mm. just full of uh of good kind of advice and and just um i mean what a mentor to have in your in your crew yeah 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 definitely i, I don't know how it's gonna what it's gonna be like without olaf but i'm i i kind of think we're gonna see him around coaching you know i guess he likes that lifestyle where he's got a thousand things to do if he can fit in, because he's still going to train like mad. If he can fit in coaching and working with the Norwegian team <laughs> and working, you know, can he do, do farming, training, and coaching? That's and the, running that's a, a, a clothing a clothing brand as well. Yeah, and a There's beer. A he's got a, a brewery, <laughs> and he's he's got an out. He's got a kind of you know um, outward bound training type thing as well. That he's got about five mm. businesses. But, yeah. And I, I think going back to like the old athletes, because you were saying that you were surprised that the Sinkoviches were still rowing, and I think it's for for them and like for for Olaf and stuff. I think the financial gain from because they've become like such high profile athletes, even in the, like within their country, like much much more past rowing like they've gone much further than uh, than just rowing and they must be huge names there they must be financially they must be earning really well compared to i would say majority of the the rowing community and i think that goes back to like some of the other drama kettle and some of the other athletes where they're like they're always struggling to like become that brand and i think that that's why what keeps those those athletes and the sinkoviches coming back for for more because they can financially really support themselves and their their families yeah completely and um and and it's a lifestyle that obviously works for them you know Mm. they can do their training in croatia they're they're close to their home you know they've got Mm. a good relationship with their coach they know you know how the boat moves everything every single thing works for them so um yeah. 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 And that's what I would love to see those changes happening going like in the future where it's like they've done it, I feel like on their own. Them. And yeah. I feel like more athletes could be become those kind of household names and brands for, for their countries yeah. and do, do really well. But I, I think, you know, we were talking about the singles and, you know, one, one thing I have is that um, Oli Zeidler is going to come back so strong this year. I think yeah. he will come he's back. He's got so much strong. to learn. Yeah. And and he's but he's been you know there's been a lot of posts on him Instagram doing training you know I I think he's he's gonna he, I I get the impression he started his run into the 2022 season before the other scholars have yeah so but also he's only been you know, going for I mean what is it now even with COVID years. it's like four years yeah so it's yeah he's got yeah I I still feel like that space. He's just got to get faster. Like the next couple of years, he he's just got to get better, more consistent, faster athlete. And you know, I feel with Oli, it's going to be you know the the sky. There's no ceiling. You know, 
Um, yeah, I think he could be like the best scholar. He could be the best scholar ever. If that's, he, that's a bold statement, no, Lawrence, if he, but we'll if see. He it, if he gets it right. <laughs> that's a bold statement. I don't know. I, I will stand by my statement. <laughs> I'm saying he has the potential. Of, everyone has the potential. No, everyone, everyone has the potential. Has, look at the, at the scholars, but we'll, not everyone has the potential. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, Martin. Yeah, I. I mean, if you had to say who did I think would win the singles title this year, it would be Oli Zeidler. I, I, I kind of think it'll be it'll be fairly flat in the Czech Republic in August. In well, actually, it's in September, isn't it's it? It's September, not, yes. It's not too windy. It's a late one this year. Um, yeah, um, and I just think he's going to have a good season. He's going to be so motivated. You know, he's. I hope so. He's he's on a he's on a three year path now to Paris, isn't he? Yeah. To right the wrong this, of Tokyo. Uh, exactly. No, so then, is he also? Do you think he'll break the world record on the Urk? I mean, Maybe. when we chatted to him. I mean, this is a long time ago. We chatted to him, and he was on the thirty-eight. Yeah, so yeah, maybe. I feel like if anyone's going to do it, it could be him. But we'll see. Do you, do you know? Yeah. I think people have to specifically train to do that, yeah. don't they? That's and amazing. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's kind of said he'd like to have a go at it. I think. I think I can remember him saying that. But he, need, you need to have a specific training yeah. regime to regime. put into that two K yeah. test. So I'm saying if he goes 5.36, then I think he could easily then realistically take some time after Paris to to focus on it and go for it. Yeah, it'd be great to see him do it as well. And, and you know, Lawrence, he's got the potential, hasn't he? That's what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. And, and the way yeah. he moves that boat, you know, the way he moved it in 2019, he just had so much yeah. flexibility, you know, with that. You know, fast off the start, sprint finish. You know, it, everything was working for him. So I, I kind of think it's, it's yeah. his, it's his to lose this year. And also, I mean, it's like everyone like has him for oh, he can't run rough water. But like for someone that's only rowed for four years, mm. that's the hardest part of of getting to to rowing. And like that's where people have rowed since they were you know twelve years old. Yeah, have that advantage. And I'm not sure I buy that so much. It, you know, I, I've rowed at Munich when it's been really rough. You know, he rows on that course in all conditions. And, yeah, you know, he'll he'll go out in, in rough water. It's not like he can't row in rough. It's just a bit like, you know, his, his, his technique just, it was a little thing. It wasn't too much. Yeah, like it's like he's just like fluid enough to just move with the boat at that kind of speed. But I, I don't think that that's a... I'm saying that it's it's an issue that will come with another you know another year or another two years. That's something that you just kind of learn as you go. It's not something. It's I think it's the hardest part of rowing to learn quickly, and he's learned all of it ridiculously fast. I mean, for us to even be yeah. talking about him after being in the sport for four years is is outrageous. Yeah, yeah, completely. It is. It was a sensational introduction to the sport, and and uh, you know, and he's a fantastic athlete. So, Martin, on the on to to flip it over to the the women's single. Now, this event is probably going to be interesting this year because of the fact that I feel like it's quite open at the top now because you know Emma Emma's Emma's retired. I I, I don't know if if Sinita's officially retired yet, but I'm going to assume retired? that she's. Uh, 
I th- I think so. Maybe okay. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe I'm lying. But I'm gonna. I'm, I feel I'm, like the Kiwis don't officially retire. They don't officially retire. No one. Officially I, I know. But I know her, her partner's having a baby in sort of is it April May time? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think they are are having. I know they are having a baby, but yeah, maybe I'm getting ahead of the jumping the gun a bit. But this this event, I feel like it's there's a lot of. I think, you know, when the men's double I mentioned, they were like the periphery rows. I think this event, you're going to see, we mentioned Janine Gamela, and I think this is, I think she's, this is going to be a good year for her to come back on top. And then another athlete that I'm excited to see what happens is Magdalena Lobnik, who is definitely training. We spoke to her last week. So um, it's another. Oh, did you? Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, we did. So I'm, in, I'm excited to see, see what happens um, with Magdalena and, and what she can. Uh, what she can produce this year. And, and and it's also interesting how the conflict in the Ukraine has taken out, it looks like it's taken out the equation, the Russian scholar, um, yeah. Anna Prokatsin. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be for me, I think it's going to be a, an open event this year for that, that top spot barring that, um, you know, Emma, Emma Sinita and Hannah are, are, are are not are not going to be there, so it's going to it's going to open it up for a lot of um a, a lot of uh, younger scholars on the women's side to come through, and you know one thing when we were chatting to Magdalena and you look at her, her results, she's again she's always been you know fighting it out in those A finals, um, making it onto the podium, and like her medal I think in in Tokyo is probably just going to be the start. I think she's going to find a, a, another another level this cycle going forward yeah I, I i do think it's going to be interesting if she can step in you know even a step into the silver medal position would be great uh i like your call about janine gamelan because i remember her in 2017 she looked you know really so yeah. solid in that particularly in the third quarter of her race um and mm. that was the year after the olympics and you you do get strange results in the year after the olympics mm. Yeah, you get very strange results. Actually, the thing I remember from Janine as well is that she didn't, like, she doesn't really watch the race around her. She's, like, so focused in her boat, in her zone, and she's just got her race plan and she's just executing. Because they ask her, like, questions like, oh, it's like, how did it feel when, you know, um, Magdalena led you through the thousand? And she'd be like, no, she didn't know. She didn't didn't know that she was getting, uh, that she was down and she just head down and go. Which yeah, actually yeah. was it was on that very different to mm. most athletes. She had she's got a uh, she's got a British coach, Robin Dow, who um you know, he he kind of fell out with the association and um she had to have a special arrangement with him, you know, because I don't think the association were paying him. I think I think it kind of worked like that. But you know, they obviously had a, a really good thing going together. Um Yeah. So we want to we want to go to the coaches, but I think before we go there is so we've spoken about a couple of events that we want to that we excited to to see and look for. What is the if you had to choose one event to watch, you can only watch one. You can only commentate on one event uh, for this cycle. Which one, uh, or at least for this season, which event would you choose? Well, I'm I'm struggling not to say the men's eight really. Um, oh, because, yeah, we go. <laughs> I find that I find that fascinating, you know, particularly with the German eights 
I, I, I don't know about how many of that New Zealand eight are going to carry on. I know the coach has mm. gone back to Tony O'Connor's gone back to his high school. Um, I, I think once you've got an eight going, you kind of need that momentum in an in a sort of association to to keep the eight to keep the eight running. I think it'd be yes. quite difficult to pick it up. But I don't see New Zealand winning the eight in twenty twenty two if they put an no, eight out. I don't think so either. Do you think it changes the way that New Zealand will approach the men's sweep uh, with the men's sweep side uh, down there when it when it comes to selecting votes? Do you think it, it will now that they've won it? They kind of go, okay, we can we can do it. Do you think it might be something they would like to continue to develop? Well, I th- I think you know once once you saw the uh, you know the, look at the way the women have rode, they've kept that eight running, um, hmm. and and it, there's so much collective knowledge that you lose if you stop doing the eight, and you kind of got to make a project again. You know, I think the last time they won the eight in seventy in seventy two, they didn't race in seventy three because it was the European Championships. But they came back. You know, they had an eight in seventy four and seventy five. They were at the seventy six Olympics. So you know, I do think it's important for the program to keep an eight going. I feel like the athletes would want to keep the eight going because that's so big. But I think like the federation must be like saying like, well, we could have. Like if we'd split into fours and pairs, we could have won more medals. Like there must be an element of that because like they sacrifice everything else to go for the eight, mm. which I think from a, a rose point of view is amazing. I mean, that's just the dream. I mean, that's what everyone wants to do and, and what everyone wants to be part of as an athlete and, a, and a, in the rowing environment. But I think from a global, from your nation, they must, I feel like they could have, um, I mean, they could have quite possibly won you know, more medals if they'd split mm. up the eight. The, yeah. the only thing is, you know, I don't know um, if Brake and Murray are going to are carrying on, but if they do and they want to do the pair, it's obviously a good year to do the pair with the Sinkovic's not in it. Which is, might be the reason why the, the Swiss, double, Swiss double are switching across too. So they could, they could uh, look at the pair and say, we could be world champions in that event. Might be someone else in the pair as well. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, are you guys doing a pair? <laughs> no, well, not, not me. <laughs> no. Well, we'll see. I think we've we've got uh, we've got a lot of uh, rungs to get up the ladder before we can start uh, talking about those <laughs> those things. We need to sort some other things out first. But yeah, we'll probably be racing a, a pair this year. But we'll see. But I don't want to the, say anything the, that can get me into trouble. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's always the problem. Yeah, I I think the other interesting thing is the German eight have had so many retirements. I was you know, I was going to say because I looked at the age of the German eight and I actually could not believe how young they were. If you take yeah. out, uh, Richard Smith and Hannes Ocek, the rest of the crew, the next oldest guy is twenty nine, and there are a lot of the guys that are around my age and younger in that German eight. And I actually I always thought of the German eight as an old crew, and I always used to think of you know the GB eight for example as a very young crew. But the yeah. the German eight that's really surprising to hear because. I would say the German eights are probably in the strongest position going into this this year if if, well, if those guys kept them going. Yeah, but that's the problem. Is it's so? Is it's like they they silver in 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 Rio and then silver again. So it's like I don't know. You kind of chip away at your belief as a as an athlete. I mean, like you, I think they believed a hundred percent that they were going to win this Tokyo Games, and I think that, that it's brutal to get it twice in a row. 
where it doesn't come off mm. off your way. And I mean, as much as I love the fact that New Zealand won the eight, I also feel really bad for the British and for the the Germans who have had this like epic rivalry for so many years, and one of them felt destined to to win the eight, and then they they both got it taken away. They both got it taken away. I know. Um, I, I I think if you look at the German eight, they've lost their Cox or he's retired. So and Yo, he was doing a, an awful lot of the, the coaching. Martin Zauer. I think they've mm-hmm. lost their Stern four. I think Hannes Ocek is sculling now. He wants to do something mm. different. Richard Smith's retired. I think the six man Malta Yashek's retired, and and I think uh, Jakob in the five seat is has also announced his retirement. And I mean, yeah, and Martin Sauer has been in the crew uh, 2003, 2002. Yeah. He, he's someone that I, I would, I've messaged him many times and I would love to chat to him because his, I did a, a results sheet for him. It was the most outrageous thing I've ever put together. I stayed, with, I stayed with him in, at Henry. Oh, really? Yeah, he was so awesome. Yeah, yeah he, he's a great guy. And, um, and I think, Chatting with him would would be superb, but you, you know, I think if you ask me who might win the eights this year, I'd probably say the British. In mm. as much as I think they've got like seven of that eight back, they've got three guys from the four back. They've got a load of really. They had a fantastic under twenty three eight last year. Mm. They've got a load of those guys that are in and around the squad training. It's like, and they've got the Olympic experience. Um, is Mo going to be back in the in the? In I don't the think he year? is. I don't think he is. I I, I messaged Ollie Cook, who was the bowman in the four today, and and he said they were all training minus Mo. So, mm, okay. um, well, maybe he just needs a bit more time though, as well. Yeah, I think he's had you know. Um, to try and get into the world of employment, I think he had. I'd, I'd heard that he had, you know, a nice internship potential. Okay. Um, which could lead to, to you know, a good sort of mm. role with a company. Um, mm. So I don't know. I haven't had contact with Mo, but um, I assume he's not. He's not rowing. Yeah, he but maybe. Just, I mean, trials. I feel like it was the hardest. I feel like uh, Tokyo was probably the hardest on him. And uh, so maybe he just needs a bit of time for that bug to bite again in the fire to, to get get burning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You could come yeah. back with two years, couldn't you? Yeah, not for, for sure. sure. Take a year Easily. round. Especially if you mow. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that'll be the hardest thing. Yeah. So, so okay, so now we're on the, on the British and obviously there's been huge coaching changes there. So maybe this is a good time to to because we can kind of get to the the end of our chat and just kind of touch on the because I mean I feel like the coaching change are always there's always a bit of a reshuffle after an Olympic Games and I feel like this Olympics there was like an absolute reshuffle I mean it was all as if the all show. the coaches put their names in a hat and then they drew again yeah, and yeah. to see where they end up yeah. It's completely, uh, completely uh, the the case. I think um, it's it's fascinating that the British went, you know, for their chief men's coach now. Well, I think the British went back. They they had a performance director, Brendan Purcell, who basically, uh, well, he 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 got fired essentially. Um, 
the results at Tokyo weren't that good. They they had uh, they lost their CEO. They're just interviewing for a new one now, who was also identified with that system. And Purcell had set up kind of lead coaches. He'd gone away from the chief coach system. But what's happened now? Uh, they've got a new performance director, Louise Kingsley, and she's got. They've gone back to the chief coach because they had a. They talked to the athletes, and and uh, that's what came out from the athletes. So. They've gone for Paul Stannard, who was the men's uh, quad coach for many years and coached that silver medal quad in mm. um, in Tokyo. So he's been in the system. He knows what's what. He'll probably be coaching the quad again, I think. The British have got Steve Trapmore coaching the eight again, I think. It's interesting that they have got money problems, the British, even with their huge budget, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I feel like everyone in the rowing world has got funding issues. It seems like one thing that's uh, a common across all the programs. Yeah. Um, but it's what, it's what we're saying, though, is that they need to build, like, if that's what we want to see is, like, a bit more, like, I don't know, a bit more brands in, in, into mm. coming into rowing, more, more sponsorship and more, I don't know, these teams making more money. There should be there should be more money in rowing. Yeah, well, that was all that issue with um, Chettle Walsh and um, mm. Red Bull, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. I Which, think he didn't do it in the best way, but I definitely agree with his, with his point. Yeah, mm. and um, yeah, so I think with the, the British men... Um, I think the sculling squad is going to be very strong again. Uh, they've got some good under-23s coming through. Um, I would imagine that they're going to potentially medal in something this year. Probably the quads. Mm. They made their, their top boat was the double last year. Whether their top boat would be the double again this year, don't know with the Sinkoviches going in. Uh, but I guess their squad's good enough to medal. Uh, I, I think the the sweep squad will definitely win medals, probably in men's four and men's eight. I don't think the men's pair, unless there's a pair that comes out from the British team. I think the women will uh, have got a real big job to rebuild with their new chief coach, the Aussie Andrew Randall. And and then the just like I'm just thinking of Europe in general. I mean the the Dutch their coaches is also gone. So that's a big, um, mm. a big knock for them. And I don't know, did they, did they get a, a big replacement for them, for their coach? No, as I understand it, the performance director, who's, who's not from Ryan originally, I think he's from sailing. Um, he uh, has put Ilko Meerhorst, who was the guy um, that was in charge of the quad. You know, he coached the quad with Diederik Simon, that sort of, you know, laid-back Dutch guy. He's laid-back mm. horiz- horizontally, um, the guy that rode <laughs> in... He was in the he was in the, the Atlanta 8 for the Dutch. He was in the Sydney 8. Uh, you know, he, rode, he was in the 8 in 2012, I think. Um, I just want to say, Martin, you're rowing... Your yeah, rowing knowledge, knowledge is next level. <laughs> I don't. Th- I think you must know the most about rowing in the whole world. I don't think there's anybody. If there was a test to to ride, I don't think there's anybody that would would come close. I tell you one thing. I I think I've forgotten more than I know. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you just realize how much you don't know. But you know, I mean, you just throw up names like they so casual. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think, you know, that that was the team that made that 
quad great, really. Um, and so putting Ilko Meerhorst in charge, that mm. spelt the end for Mark Emker, who kind of was running the, the, the Dutch eight. And it also spelt the end for Jose Fedonkshot because he didn't want to work under Ilko Meerhorst, as I understand. Okay, so that was why Jose Vodongshot went. There, yeah. I mean, there was talk of him going for the British job, but he went for the American job, which is kind of, you know, that's a real, that's a really difficult the, job. I, I, the American, the American system just seems like it's got everything there to have the best rowing system on the planet, but it just seems like it's so difficult to get everything together into one um you know one powerful structure to get you know athletes turning on i think the the vast size of the of of america and the you know how strong each you know how strong each state can be in terms of their you know in terms of their independence of what they want to do with rowing i think goes against them in a certain extent when it comes to the overseas racing because they don't have a centralized system and i think yeah that's one thing that I think makes the biggest difference is when you have a centralized centralized system or a central um, a central assist, uh, framework to work from. It makes the biggest difference with results. And I think for America, that's how does how do you make boats fast when you have such a huge spread of athletes and independent uh, systems over there. It's interesting with the men as well because you know Mike Tatey is now gone out of the system and he's now being paid to coach at this club over in uh, on the west coast the athletes are going to because the athletes are supposed to be more club based now so the athlete athletes are going to go to be coached by Mike Tatey um, mm. and w- whether Mike takes an American 8 to the world championships I don't know but he's still going to be coaching I don't know I haven't heard who the American chief coach men's chief coach is going to be yeah we, we haven't heard either no, well, yeah, were they trying to? I mean, I know long ago there were um, Redgrave was involved. And yeah, there was, was a lot of things that, involved, and then yeah. it went kind of quiet after that. Yeah, yeah, that that's going to be a really difficult job, coaching American men. I uh, I wanted to bring up the the biggest coaching uh, change, Martin, as probably everyone's interested for is uh, is Jurgen Krobler going um, going to France, especially when you consider that twenty twenty four. Is going to be in Paris, so I, I'm just interested to hear your, you know, your thoughts on his. What do you think his impact is going to be on the, on the French system? Well, Jurgen is a very shrewd man. I think it's difficult to go into the French system. You know, um, you've got you've got set units like the double that work with their coach, uh, Alexis Bessonson, I think is coach the the coach of the French double. So, what Jurgen can give to them. You know, he, he, he can't go in and like he run the British system. He, he's not in charge. He's kind of a consultant. Mm. But likewise, someone like Alexis Bessonson is, is going to be, you know, really keen to suck out all the knowledge that Jürgen's got and to see, you know, how that might impact his, his crew. And I think the French, the, the, the French are clever like that. They will have worked out how best to use Jürgen Grobler so he's he's not going to be used so much in a in a in I think in a in a coaching setup I don't think he'll have a boat to coach I might be wrong about Mm. that but I don't think he'll have a boat to coach 
I think that he he will just have this overall umbrella look in terms of what the French are doing. Um, I, you know, whether they'll he'll introduce the same system as he did for the British, where they go to you know the high altitude camp in November in the Sierra Nevada, and then they do the altitude again, you know, go down to South Africa and do that again, and they go up to Silveretta. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's yet to be seen. But he's going to have a massive, massive impact on the French team. Yeah, you know for sure, and I'm sure the pressure that the the French the federation must be under to make sure that the the results are good in 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 Tokyo is going to be a kind of a in Paris, you know, a catalyst. Yeah, I mean, sorry, in Paris, Come it's going on, to be <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a huucre catalyst for a lot of crews to to come forward because I think they are, you know, the. There are a lot of crews and from my um familiarity with racing the men, the men's pair and fours you know the turlan brothers in in the pair are very young um and then you have the on brothers in the pair as well I don't know what they're doing I just feel like you have a good a good amount of athletes there and you know the French four has been um fairly competitive over the years so I think on the sweep side i I'm sure there's a lot of uh room for for a lot of innovation. Um, for for Paris in 2024 especially on the men's sweep side yeah um, and you know and I think he'll have an impact I, I I imagine he'll have an impact on the women's side you know supporting Christine Gosser um, mm. the, the French women's coach um, and and they've kind of been at the bottom end of the final the French women um, mm. you know in in terms of doubles and so on so You know if you look at it coldly i mean he's he's a massive uh gain to the French system and a massive loss to the british system you know mm. a massive loss yeah yeah i mean that's it's it is it's it's a big change for sure and i think the french it's a really good i think it's a really good place to end up because I think there's so much opportunity and there's as jake said there are lots of good athletes there's already very functioning systems happening there so it's like kind of come in and bring your twist and then see if you can if you can add that little bit of of your style or, or your ideas but I have a, a different question and it's actually one for Jake because the I've taken just a sabbatical from this year so I'm just living my my best life and uh, not having to wake up and train flat out all the time I'll make a decision at the end of the year what I what I do. going into 2023 but you know being someone uh, Jake being someone from that's rode under a specific coach for a long time and now there's been a big coaching change and a huge changes in the South African team what is it like being an athlete going into a team that's gone through these kind of changes and what's it like yeah. I mean especially as an older athlete for you now like are you able to mm. you know when the when there's changes to like the kind of general routine and and like kind of big foundational elements that you've done for so many years what's that change like and is it easy to to deal with and move on or is it um always kind of gnawing at you um i would say you know if you look at the if you have to look at the context the the change kind of came from so obviously we 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 struggled with uh you know the results last year and especially our, our world champs performance of the last couple of years so i think it's you know in the team is very hungry to get better and get back onto you know a more positive um trend in terms of the results so i think the the nice thing about a change like this is that the you know the the space for improvement and innovation is 
is there and you know the energy that gets injected into a team especially you know when you want to manifest a very positive trend it's uh, it's it's quite uh, addicting to to get into that and yeah they definitely uh old habits that you kind of have to change to fit in with like the the new vision of things but i think for me personally it's been uh, it's been cool to um be in a new structure and to kind of uh kind of learn some new things is that i think a difficult thing is and i'm sure you you know this and martin you do you do as well as when you when you become older as an athlete it becomes more difficult to change um the way you do things not necessarily technically but you know try and get change your your you know your your habits like your bad habits your weaknesses they become much yeah. more great the older you get so i think that's that's going to be the the cool thing is to have a new perspective on, on changing those sort of sorts of things yeah i you know i i know the cambridge pair i mean we started talking about the boat race didn't we um ollie wing griffith and tom george you know they were seeing all the changes and on the uncertainty in the British setup and they were thinking, you know, we're 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 doing great out here at Cambridge. You know, we've got a we've got a new coaching input. We feel we're developing in our rowing. And they were very happy to be in that setup. But, you know, I, I think unless you've got uh unless you've got a particular identity with a coach, I mean, you know, I think one of the coaches that people identified with quite strongly or, or or dislike quite strongly was Mike Spracklin. And, you know, so if you lost Mike Spracklin, you'd kind of feel quite resentful that you'd lost, you know, your, your guru, your, your mentor. And I I guess Dick Tonks would be another one. Yeah. And I think Jürgen kind of falls into the the same bracket there as well. I don't know if he's as, as abrasive as the as those two, but they he definitely was on the same like level of of if you lose him, your country definitely feels like they might make some of the athletes happy, but they're gonna take knocks on the results. Yeah, definitely. But I, I think the British have done that now, and you know I think they've got a coach that's been there for Olympi- you know, for one mm. Olympics. Um, yes. But it's interesting to listen to you, Jake, about you know what the new coaching style is going to give to you. No, no, it's it's going to be it's going to be exciting things, and uh, obviously the team, South African team, is in a position where we've got a lot of like uh, rebuilding to do because obviously we've uh, had a difficult look in the mirror after you know the results in in, in uh, Tokyo, and it's going to be an interesting path ahead because, like Lauren said, that the, the team has literally been in one structure, one system for many, many years. And this is the first time uh, in a very long time we've had a change um, in in the management and the coaching structure of the team. So it's going to be, you know, yeah. it's, it's a very much a, a road that we, have not quite, we haven't traveled yet. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Because that's why I asked the question. Because I know, like, I rode in the same, our team did not change from when I joined the team in 2000. Roger took over in 2009 after mm. Beijing. I joined the team in 2009 and we rode in that same team all the way to 2022. So that's why I was asking. I'm like pretty fascinated about like what that's like going through that change. And it's a big change as well. Mm, no, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, it, it is absolutely fascinating. And, um, and like you say, it's been so many federations that have just lost their coach or coaches move. Michelle Darville going from Canada to, you know, the, to coach the Dutch women. 
Oh, I wasn't I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware of that change. That's a huge. That's a massive shift in in yeah. coaching from the the Canadian side. Yeah, I think I think maybe she's coached in the Netherlands before. Or maybe I'm making that up. But yeah, she's she's moved from Canada to the Netherlands. Yeah, very this, interesting. Is why we're asking so much about the coaching is because actually Jake and I like that's where the area is. It's one of the hardest things to find out. Yeah. Without speaking to to tons of athletes and speaking to all of these uh, of people from the rowing community, like online is not a an in a, a very rich place of uh, coaching knowledge. No, it's not. Yeah. Is it? There's not a lot out there. No, there's not. No. You know, I um, th- there are people. I uh, the guy a guy called Chris Korzanowski. Yeah. Um, yeah, we know used very, to coach. Everyone knows. Everyone knows him. Yeah. So Chris knows who's who's working with who. I mean, you know, who's who's gone where. He knows because he's in contact with all these coaches. He has he has a network. So he's a great contact. On um, on Chris as well. So maybe a story you can tell him is so Chris did a coaching conference and it must be late nineties or early 90s, somewhere around there in South Africa. And obviously he, he did a whole lot in South Africa um, with the, the coaches there because then I joined school. You know, when you do an exercise, you know, when you do uh, legs only, uh, you take yeah. out the, the body and the arms and you just rowing legs only. For me, that was called Kozanovsky rowing. Like my oh, whole wow. school career, I, that was called Kozanovsky <laughs> rowing. And in every school, it was called that. Like you could jump in a boat, and or another coach could come, and he'll say like, "Cool, go to uh, Cosa One or Cosa Two. They were, they were that's what we used to call it. And yeah. It was like legs only, or legs and back, or I can't remember exactly, but yeah, Cosa One, Cosa Two, and then it that was what it was called. And then I only realized like when I was, you know, well after school that actually this uh, that Chris Kozadowski was yeah. like still a coach, still like still. Uh, well, at large, I thought it was like someone from from way back, way then, back. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. And I, I'm still bet you that there's still uh, coaches that call it that in South Africa. Yeah, you guys would love to chat to him. Yeah, we actually we should get in in touch. Right. He's Jake, going on should, the short uh, list. You should, He's you going should, on the short list. Martin's sure. basically <laughs> offering a contract. <laughs> no, for sure. So I think going through the the Patreon questions, we actually covered nearly all of them. I'm looking at them and we, we've really, we've gone through all of them. Uh, the, I think the only thing that we, that we, we haven't really touched on is um, one of our listeners, Jess DiCarlo, which just w- wanted to f- find out from you, just your insights into the, into the, you know, the, the realm of indoor rowing and like the, the direction that you think that world rowing is trying to take with the indoor rowing, because it does seem from the outside in, it does seem to be, a fairly separate entity to the um, to the rowing circuit that we are familiar with, and I'm sure that is, um, I'm sure that is quite natural, just because of how established the rowing circuit is and how difficult it must be to get athletes to kind of cross pollinate to a certain extent. But I know you did some commentating there recently, and um, you know just some insights into what you know what it, what it's like in that in that realm of uh, of world rowing. Well. I think one thing I, I didn't get across the crash bees at all, but I think, you know, we were, we were talking about this and I think that the crash bees are suffering because world rowing has got this world championships coming up or they, they've had the world championships. Mm. 
So, you know, if you look at the the race for the men's Open 2K, um, I think Isaiah Harrison won the Crash Bees, who was also in the World World, uh, World Rowing Championship. So some of the athletes did both. But I think it took a lot of potential guys out, like, you know, Wardler Mellon. Who I mean, the, the men's 2K race was one of the best races I've ever seen. In terms yeah, of because apparently the know, Belgium athlete Lemelin came from behind to literally take it right at the end there. Yeah, he took it right at the end, and then he stepped off the machine with his. He had there's big crowds in the gym. They had all confetti <laughs> going in the air. I mean, it was such it was real showmanship. Um, I think World Rowing have got you know they've run two virtual championships now, and they they've got all the technology that that can work for that. Um, I think. The idea, I think it's probably better to have the world indoors virtual mix, mixed in with people actually in a, in a place. So I know it was going to be in Hamburg, but I think you're going to have this kind of multifaceted approach where you've got people entering and wanting to go and travel to Hamburg to have the experience to race in a big hall. But I think they're going to be racing with people that are going to be virtual online, and I think you're going to have these oh, two. And I, th- I, th- I think that's what the World Championships might be like. And then, so then the other question I think to to just wrap things up is um, is also from Jess, and also on how what you're up to. And I mean, I know you said you you're commentating this weekend on the the build up races for the Oxford Cambridge. Um, race and then obviously Crossy's Corner is just really flying on on YouTube and definitely a place to to look out and what else you that's and I'll say you're the most vocal on on Twitter that's where where people should should go but where what are you looking forward to to this year and what are you kind of uh, wanting to go with uh, especially with Crossy's Corner well it's interesting in terms of guests because Crosses Corners had about 70 guests and there's a lot more out there, but I think, you know, it's, it's in terms of making the contacts. Yeah. Um, Mm. And, and um, yeah, I, I still think there's, it's quite a thing to do it once a week. Uh, That's quite a pace. Um, Whether it's going to maintain once a week, you know, we're having a quiet period now because it's, uh, it's it's focusing on on the commentaries for the boat race, but um, I I I still I I love doing them. I mean, as you love doing your interviews, and yeah. um, mm. you know, there's so many people with a story to tell. I always you know, sometimes think, how are we going to fill an hour in this, and then the time just goes, and it flies. <laughs> yeah, like, I also, like, I'm looking at the time now as well. I'm like, can't believe we chatted for this long. Yeah, yeah, the- and uh, I'm down for. Fortunately, um, I'm down to do the commentary with people like Greg Searle and um, Sarah Cook from Australia uh, for you know the World Cups and the World Championships this year. So I'm really looking forward to actually being at the regattas. Really looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, that's that's something I keep forgetting about. That I don't know how I keep forgetting about that. But yeah, I mean, the, that's going to be something that's going to be a, a good return. Is back to the. A, a, a more of a, a normal semblance of, you know, having people at these regattas commentating the, 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 the atmosphere and stuff. I mean, that's going to be a huge thing this year. They've announced that World Cup 1 is definitely happening, haven't they? Mm. In Serbia. 
in Belgrade. So, um, you know, that'll be, I like that course. I know the hotel we stayed, you can walk down to the course in the morning. I know where the mm. ergos are, so I'll do a bit of training. Nice. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's the food's cheap there. So it's, it's, it's really good to go. I like it. So I'm really, yeah. that's, no, that's I've said that didn't race. Oh, I've said that in race in Serbia and Croatia. Those are the two places that... Yeah, Croatia is somewhere I'd love to go. Just uh, send us... Oh, that's another thing I'd like to ask you, Martin, is do you know how they... How's the selection for these the courses that we race at? Because I feel like there's a, there's a, there all these, like the, the Ricicci course, Poznan, uh, the Bulgarian course, the Serbian course, there's like a set number of ones, but... I'm just interested because there are a lot of other countries that I was like, yes, I would love to go to Spain, Croatia, um, go more to. I think you bid for them. You bid for them, and yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just you interested do, you to do. see what how it works over there. You do bid for them, and you've got to have money to run the TV, haven't you? Which is yeah. one of the things that World Rowing World Rowing says, you know, and these um, countries in the east of Europe seem to be have, have good tv contacts and um and, and you know that's that's kind of what you need to run a world cup so i, I mm-hmm. i'm not sure how many we we've actually got a world cup in munich this year haven't we no we uh maybe i'd, I'd no, check I think, I think we've got we've got belgrade poznan lucerne and ricicci the europeans uh, are happening uh, in see. Munich, maybe yeah yeah maybe yeah. that's what's happening in munich that's below our radar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we'll definitely follow. We'll definitely um, Also, the other one that actually, Martin, you've got to push for is coming to, to commentate at um, Masters in 2023. Oh, I'd love to in, do that. In South Africa. Yeah. And that's going to we'll, be so we'll epic. Be to, we'll be able to take you around, show you, show you all, the, all done, the good yeah. spots in, yeah. in South Africa. Oh, so that's that so epic. I'd love that. Yeah. Mm. Perfect. Mm. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that um, that brings us to to the end of our interview, Martin. It was a sort of pleasure having you on and, and picking your brain about you know what's to come and chatting a bit about the boat races. And yeah, this is like Lawrence said, this is a new series of episodes that we are trying to get going on the show. So you know, it's been awesome having you back on. And oh. uh, yeah, it's always great to to collaborate. Yeah, definitely. I, I've loved it so much. It's been great to chat. No, for sure. For sure. Awesome. And really wet really whetted my appetite for the season to come. No, for sure. I think That's it's gonna be it's gonna be a very exciting season. I think the year post the games is always an exciting season because it's like a it's a new it's a new page. And I think the fact that it's a three year cycle is gonna make it even more of a an interesting season because I think that changes the dynamic of the Olympiad quite a lot. Uh, compared to a, a four-year cycle. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, 26, I think, in this cycle. Then he will spend 26. a year. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Five, Thirty-six. Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's five thirty-five. It's a five. No, it's it five twenty-five. No, no, man. You thinking oh, about 35. the? You thinking about the the row perfect? Oh, 
not so oh, not yeah, yeah, time, yeah, yeah, not on yeah. the same page as us. Well, luckily we're not live. I can edit. Yeah, you can. Interesting this year because be interesting. It's interesting with the men as well. Yeah, so it's it's very it's very interesting. Very it's, interesting. It's, mm, interesting. I'm just interested because there are a lot of. That's gonna be interesting. But it's interesting to listen to you, Jake. Yeah. 